0: You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 139 with Eva Klein. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I am super excited to have Eva on the show today. She is going to talk to us about helping kids sleep while we are traveling. So you guys know that I'm a travel agent and I love sending families on trips and stuff like that. But we know that it's not always easy to get the kids to sleep when traveling, right? You either have time change or just a new environment and you might be all in one room and it can just be really challenging. So I thought it'd be great to have her on, especially when this Episode is airing, it will be summertime. And I just know that people are traveling to see family or they're going on vacations. So I just wanted to do a quick episode giving you some tips. And especially for those of you that have smaller kids and kind of have a struggle, or if you're going on a trip, That the time change is quite different. Um, But even if you're not, even if you are traveling and the time change is an hour, um, we do talk about certain tips. So I hope that you enjoy this episode and that it helps you have a better vacation. Hey, you guys. So before we jump into the show today, I wanted to give you a quick update on what's going on with me in regards to my fitness journey and just getting more healthy and all that kind of stuff. So most of you probably know that I was doing a program called Lean with Amanda Nybert So I introduced her program last year. I had her on the show starting episode 112. I did a four-part series. And if you missed that, and you're interested? Go and check that out because she goes over the whole program, and it's just amazing to hear her because she's a dietitian, so she really knows what she's talking about. And so people have been asking me, "What have I been doing?" and um, you know, "How are you um, making progress?" and all that kind of stuff. So I figured I probably should say this to you guys too, um, and give you this opportunity if you have missed it. Um, but Amanda Nyberg gave the Mom Inspired Show listeners an exclusive discount. So. If you've been on the fence trying to figure out if you should do it or not, you can get $20 off. And she runs two sessions normally a month. So if you missed one, you can grab the next spot for the next session. Um, So all you have to do is enter, go into mominspiredshow.com forward slash lean 20, and it will take you to the discount. Um, Or you just go to the show notes and all the stuff will be in there right at your fingertips. Um, And if you have questions, you guys, feel free to reach out to me because I've had people reach out to me, but I understand that some people may be hesitant to reach out to me. If you follow me on Facebook, um, you can message me at Amber Sandberg. If you follow me on Instagram, my handle is Amber Sandberg. So message me. If you're on my email list, email me and I would love to help you or answer any questions that you have. It's just been such a great program and it catapulted me to where I am today. And so some of you might be thinking, well, you know, I kind of know what I need to do. I'm just not doing it. This program's perfect for you because it gives you the accountability that you need for seven weeks. Now, some of you may be like, I don't even know what I'm doing. And this program is great for you because it's going to teach you a lot of things that you might not be familiar with. And so that is what really did it for me is it gave me new tools that I didn't know, but then I did know some things, but combining that and then getting back into working out has really been a game changer. So again, if you want to do this program and you want the exclusive discount, make sure to go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash lean 20 and feel free to reach out to me. I would love to help you. Now let's go to the show. Eva, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Amber. Of course. So I like to start off every show with an icebreaker on travel. I am a travel agent, so I just like asking my guests what their favorite vacation spot is and why. And
1: this can be with or without kids. That's a great question. So I I think the first place that comes to mind is Thailand. Thailand. I went went backpacking through Thailand when I was 21. So this Mm -hmm. was, you know, before marriage, before kids. And what I loved about Thailand is that you've got everything there and that you've got history and architecture in bangkok you've got hiking and um sleeping in bamboo huts and elephant you know hikes in the north Mm. and then you have the most stunning beaches with monkeys on them in them in the crazy (laughs) that's crazy you've got you've got everything and it's all stunning so if you're looking for a jam-packed vacation where you've got architecture and history and hiking and beaches thailand's the place to go yeah and you know um
0: our agency totally sends people to Thailand and places like that. And the, the, the thing that you have to, uh, keeping your mind is that the airfare is what's going to be the most expensive. But once you get there, everything is such, you know, you can um, live
1: like royalty. Yeah. It's,
0: it's such a, you know, um, not expensive place and you can get massages and all that kind of stuff. So, um, it's the flight and the distance of the flight that that you have to kind of get over. But it's like, once you're there, you're good. So that's, that's really cool that, um, that that is your place. Um, it's always fun to hear people. Mention yes. what, what they like. So that's awesome. It was
1: so awesome.
0: Do you feel like you'll ever go back? Or do you, are you a person like, you know, I did that. So let's do something different.
1: My husband wants to go back because he's heard all about my Thailand trip and he's never been before. So he's really dying for us to go one day. That's awesome. So, um, I think that, you know, once the kids are a little bit older yeah. and we can keep them home, cause it's a big trip, it's not oh, a trip that you can do for a week. You, go, you, you know, just you just turn need... around. No, no. No, it's uh, it takes you two days to get there. So, you know, when you're there, you need a couple of weeks, but hopefully when the kids are older, we'll be able to justify going spending two weeks there. I hear you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to jump into the show.
0: How about you tell us a little bit more about yourself? So your name, where you're from, how many kids you do have
1: and, um, and then how you got to where you are today. Yes. So yeah, my name is Eva Klein. I am a certified infant and child sleep consultant, and I'm the owner and founder of My Sleeping Baby and the Sleep Bible Program, which is a pediatric sleep consulting uh, clinic that helps exhausted parents of babies and young children get their little ones sleeping so that the whole family is well rested. Um, I've got three kiddos of my own, two girls and a boy. Uh, my daughters are eight and five and a half. And I have a almost nine month old baby myself. So I'm kind of all I'm in different You're all over there. Yeah. Totally, I've got I've got elementary school, I've got preschool, and I have a baby. Yes. So, um, but I'm also living that can you know that that exhausting baby stage. So right. you know I know what what people are going through because I'm I'm living it right now. But um, considering I know I, I do this for a living, I've I've had my little guy sleeping through the night for a while now, which has been an absolute game changer. Yes. So I got into this business because of my middle child. Actually, my older daughter was a very easygoing baby. She was one of those kids that. That just made me look good as a yes. mom you yep. know those mm-hmm. kids yeah. where everyone's saying oh my gosh you must be the best mom in the world and you're going i know thanks <laughs> and then you have
0: i i say that i've said this a couple times on the podcast i had a friend um tell me this. And she's 10 years older than me. She's like, you will always have a humbler. Like there will be a humbler coming if you don't have one yet.
1: (laughs) That humbler came two years and four months later. (laughs) And uh, we're literally within about an hour of me giving birth to her. I remember thinking to myself, oh boy. All right. This is going to be a different journey. (laughs) And I can tell you five and a half years later, it still is. Yeah. Um, She is awesome. She is spunky. She is hilarious um, and goofy, but not easy and that hasn't changed since she was born Mm -hmm. because she has had has you know a more high needs difficult temperament Mm -hmm. it made sleep never came naturally to her and so I've always really needed my sleep and as a result of being so chronically sleep deprived for months on end I had no choice but to open up the books and figure out how the heck to fix this catastrophe because waking up every 90 minutes all night long gosh That's not sustainable over the grand scheme of things at all. Right for anybody. No, um, so so I managed to make the situation better on my own. It wasn't perfect. So I ended up needing to hire my teacher, um, who had been training me to become a sleep consultant. Because what happened was, when I made things more manageable, I thought, "Gosh, you know, I, I had this eureka moment that hey, you know what? I should get my certification and uh, and 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 do something on the side." Because what I forgot to mention is, I'm actually a lawyer by training. Oh, so interesting. I was, yeah, <laughs> quite the quite the change. I would say quite the career shift. Um, But I was back at work part time three days a week, you know, practicing law and um, had this side business that that I was growing. You know, that was my it was my labor of love. It was just something I was really passionate about and really enjoy doing. And it was some side money. And it grew way more quickly than I ever imagined to the point where I was kind of faced with this fork in the road of, you know, which direction do I go? Do I go with my growing business or do I stick with law? And I figured eh, law is always going to be there. So might as well go with my business and see where this takes me. And um, here I am. Haven't looked back. That is interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. That definitely is a
0: different shift. You know, i um, going from a lawyer to um, totally. what do you call yourself? Do you call yourself a sleep expert or consultant or what's the
1: title? A certified sleep consultant
0: is the title. Okay. Yeah. You know, I don't even think I realized that you could be certified in that, you know? So
1: that's interesting. It's so interesting because versus in toronto and new york and you know the the eastern coast i mean i can tell you in my city there are dozens of us and that you're do in toronto this. we didn't touch yeah p- in toronto points. there's okay, tons yeah. of tons of us doing this so i don't know maybe it's a maybe it's a geographic thing where it just maybe. hasn't taken off in in tennessee or, or surrounding areas. i don't just, know
0: it. or i could just be under rock because i have um a five and eight year old now so i'm like i don't know <laughs> um, but i think it's great and you know Being a travel agent and loving to travel myself, I know it can be hard with the kiddos and if just, you know, staying somewhere else or the time change or trying to all sleep in one room. And so that's why I thought it would be good for you to come on um, and give some tips to make traveling more seamless when it comes to sleeping and also just readjusting when we get back. And I know when this is going to be aired, it's going to be, you know, summer and people are taking off to either go visit family or go on vacations and all that kind of stuff. So I wanted to do kind of a quick episode where we can give moms tips so that they can, you know have a better time traveling and if we can help them. And because it does make a big difference when either your kids are sleep deprived or if you're sleep deprived or everybody's sleep deprived, it does change the quality of the visit for sure.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it changes the quality of everything in everything. life when, yeah. when you're sleep deprived and all the more. So when you're spending all this money and I this know. time planning your exciting family trip only for you to be bleary eyed the whole time, it's, it's going to affect
0: things. Exactly. So let's start off with traveling and experiencing time change. What is
1: your thoughts on getting the kids adjusted quickly? yes so generally speaking time changes do not work in our favor right the the right. in other words sometimes it depends on where you're traveling to but the majority of the time when you're traveling somewhere it is in everyone's best interest to get yourself and your children on the local time as quickly as possible people ask me do you do it gradually i say no do it in one fell swoop so you know your goal is to get your child onto local time as quickly as possible and the best way in which you can do that is utilize natural and artificial sunlight to your advantage. Mm. You see, our biological clocks are governed by exposure to light. And so if you have arrived to your destination and your child thinks that it's the middle of the night, and let's say it's 8 o'clock in the morning, but back at home, it's the middle of the night, then I would actually suggest waking your child up Mm. so that you can get your day started local time. And not only do you want to wake him up, but you want to get him exposed to as much natural sunlight as possible so that his body can begin to understand that it's actually not the middle of the night. It's actually now the daytime. Mm. And the exact same thing goes for when it's the middle of the night and your child thinks that it's 3 p.m. So, And when it's the middle of the night and your child is wide awake, you know, jumping around, um, you can't listen. It's going to take a bit of time for him to adjust. But the best thing that you can do in that circumstance is let him jump around in a dark room. Don't Mm. turn on the lights. Don't get him up. Don't start feeding him snacks. Don't start turning on the TV because that's going to continue to reinforce his Biological schedule that he's on from back at home. Whereas, remember, your goal is to get him onto local time as quickly as possible. So, the less light that you have your children um, exposed to at nighttime, nighttime, local time, the quicker that they will adjust. And by the way, everything that I'm saying here applies equally to adults because adults oh, and yeah. children, are all, we're all human, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I like that. Now,
0: even when you just do like an hour shift, do you ever just stay on? the other time in that regards?
1: So it depends on what direction the hour is, right? So if if 6.30 a.m. becomes 7.30 a.m., then you're fine, right? If anything, you'll probably thank that time change because it means that your kids are now sleeping in a little bit later. But if 6.30 a.m. becomes 5.30 a.m., you might not want to be you know, staying put and not doing anything. I mean, I don't know about you, but waking, starting my day at five thirty a.m. No. There's nothing worse than that. So, I would be doing everything that I can to get the child's uh, biological clock adjusted an hour later. For for that reason. Okay, so like here's an example. So we live in Tennessee
0: and we're Central Time, and we go back to Michigan and it's Eastern. So <laughs> we are we do experience, and I am a morning person, but like you're saying. If it's if I'm normally getting up at six thirty five thirty a m feels a lot different, and so their six thirty is going to feel like my five thirty so are you saying to get them up and get going, or are you saying hold off? that day.
1: I would, I mean, what I would do in that yeah. circumstance, if 6.30 a.m. becomes 5.30 a.m., mm-hmm. to you know, Detroit time, yeah. um, Michigan time, I don't want to be starting my day at 5.30 a.m. Michigan right. time. Right. So I would be doing everything that I possibly can to adjust my kids' schedules an hour later so that you're not starting your day at the crack of dawn local time. So getting time. up more, more at 6.30 a.m. Tennessee
0: time, but at 7.30 Michigan time is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that is normally what we do. We get, we are a little bit more lax on that. Cause I mean, yeah, it is really early and, um, so just trying to figure that out. Even with my um, my girls, they know, they can see the clock. So I'm always like, you guys, 7 o'clock here is not 7 o'clock in Tennessee, which right. is very
1: hard to explain. <laughs> yes, yes. But you know what? When you have kids that, you know, so for example, you have an 8-year-old and a 5-year-old, yeah. right? As, mm-hmm. as do I. So with kids in this age range, you can explain to them, kiddos, yep. girls, you are not allowed to wake up until the clocks. You're not allowed so to eight. get out of bed <laughs> Whatever, until the yeah. clock. Let's even aim for seven. 7 oh oh, right? Yeah. Which yeah. might be eight o'clock back at home. But no, you know seven. what? It would
0: be 7 a.m. back at home. That's right. It would I, be 7 a.m. Yes, back at home. Yeah, right. Yeah. As
1: long as you can just listen, I think it is a little bit easier when you have children you can explain things to oh, versus, versus babies. When you or, have, yes, you know, toddlers. babies. But when you have kids that you can explain things to, I mean, you can guilt-free explain to them. You need to stay in your bed quietly. You want to read a book for a little bit until right. the clock says 7.00, go for it, but don't wake up mommy and daddy. And you know what? It's in their best interest as well to be taking it easy until seven yeah, o'clock. Yeah, I agree. Otherwise, they're going to they're gonna be wiped by the end of the day otherwise. Yes, yeah,
0: exactly. Um, okay, so that's great. So really, if you're talking about a bigger time frame jump, you know, get onto that schedule. If it's light yep. out, get outside. If it's dark, mm-hmm. stay inside. Let them, like, you know, burn it off, but don't be like turning on the lights, turning on the TV and all that kind of stuff. And, like, you know, r- Keeping yes. that awakeness going forever so exactly okay, so that's good. okay mm-hmm. so what is your thoughts on getting kids to sleep while in different environments? because you know I notice even with my younger daughter because she just turned five um, she has a harder time doing this and I find that she has like more dreams or nightmares or something like that and she wakes up kind of in a panic and I understand that because there's times like when you're in a hotel and you're in a different or even some someone else's house, right you are kind of like dreaming. But you're also Mm -hmm. like experiencing their house and you're, you're trying to feel your way around too. And you're kind of like, you're thinking you're in the dream, but you're, you're kind of almost feeling (laughs) around that. You're like, I don't know where I'm at. And so, I mean, and that's as an adult. And so um, what is your thoughts with trying to help calm that down? Because I know for me, anytime I travel, especially the first night, I feel like with my youngest is always the hardest because for some reason, it's a lot harder for her to adjust to a new place versus my oldest.
1: Right. Right. I mean, look, generally speaking, I'll I'll tell you my biggest piece of advice for parents who are traveling with babies and young children, honestly, is just you you need to pray and hope for the best and to a huge extent just let go. Yeah. And as a type A mom, person, mom, I, I'm speaking to myself as well, right? Just, just yeah, you're for a lawyer. the record here. <laughs> yeah, exactly here. You know, letting go and going with the flow is not exactly my specialty, <laughs> but I will tell you that when you're combining children, especially, you know, babies and toddlers and mm-hmm. traveling and potential time changes and a change in sleep environment, that with perfect sleep often doesn't doesn't go hand in right. hand yeah. because there's just so much happening and some kids just do better with these transitions than others do. Um, it's it's no different than when we're transitioning kids to daycare, right? I mean, I, as I mentioned, my oldest daughter was was has always been always had a more easygoing temperament. She adjusted to daycare in 24 hours. My middle child took three weeks, right? So naturally, when it comes to traveling. My my middle child as well has always had a much harder time um, sleeping in a hotel room, sleeping in a different bed, or or getting her schedule thrown off. And so I just want to put that out there to That to a huge extent, us Type A personalities kind of just have to let go and acknowledge the fact that we're on a vacation. Things are not going to be perfect. We'll do the best that we can, but there are so many um there's so many uncontrollable factors that you know we need to be taking into account. They're just completely out of our control that the hotel isn't ready until 7 p.m. and your kid usually goes to bed for seven. So with that being said, you know, once we have managed to kind of let go and, you know, acknowledge that we're likely not going to have a picture-perfect situation, when it comes to helping these not-so-easygoing, slow-to-warm kids adjust to sleeping in a different environment, the b- biggest thing I can tell you is to bring any gear or, um, toys or, you know, gimmicks or gadgets that you utilize and implement into your bedtime routine. So if your toddler sleeps in a sleep sack, make sure to bring the sleep sack. If your kids sleep with a white noise machine, bring Mm -hmm. the white noise machine. Let your kiddos bring their blankies or their stuffed animals or, you know, any comfort toy. Maybe they have a favorite book that they like to read. And I know that when you're packing for a vacation that you want to be able to pack the least amount possible because you know, airlines are charging way more now for luggage than ever before. And the thought of having to pay an extra twenty five dollars for a suitcase full of your kids crap that they need before bedtime is, you know, going to kill you. But it's worth it. Yeah, it really is because you're uh, then this way you're bringing some familiarity Mm -hmm. to a naturally strange, foreign, not so familiar environment that right. can really throw your kids off. Yes. So yeah, that that's probably the biggest thing that I would tell you. If there's music that your kiddos listen to before they go to sleep, bring that music with you. Just bring the whole kitten caboodle of stuff that they often need to be able to go to sleep. I mean, I'm not saying to bring all 30 of their stuffed animals. Right. But yeah their favorite too.
0: Exactly. Okay, so let's move on to younger kids and babies. How do you help them with naps when you're on the go?
1: Yes, I mean with that, that also, as I said, just goes without saying that, you know, we can do the best we can. But if you have a baby that is, you know, used to taking their naps in the crib, then there might be a bit of an adjustment period to having them sleep on the go. But sometimes not. Sometimes babies do do totally fine sleeping in a stroller or, you know, in the car seat. But I think for, for the purposes of getting your little one's naps in, do your best to abide by whatever schedule they're on at home as much as possible. So that doesn't mean that you then have to be in your hotel for all three of your baby's naps. But if, if, um, your little one is usually napping at certain times a day or they can only be awake for certain periods of time before they have to go back to sleep, then ensuring that they go to sleep in their stroller. So that might be the time where you recline the stroller and, you know, cover the shade and maybe even put a white noise machine in the stroller so that they then know it's time to go to sleep and and at least they're getting a nap. I mean, yes, we don't want to be doing naps on the go all the time when we're back at home. But when we're traveling, a nap in the stroller is definitely better than no nap. So, Do your best to kind of abide by your schedule that you've got back at home, but just replace naps in the crib with naps on the go instead. Now, have you ever had
0: kids that, especially your middle one, that you felt like you needed to go back to a hotel room or something to get her to nap versus trying to get her to fall asleep? Like, I think people sometimes struggle with that. Um, depending on where they are, you know, my kids never slept at Disney. So people would be like, Oh, just bring the stroller and they'll fall asleep. Like, yeah, that never happened. They, never they happened. just didn't. I think it was just too stimulating. And it was really hot. And so right. um, that didn't happen. So we actually would go back because like, this isn't going to work like they're going to lose yeah. their marbles. And so right where I know some people's personalities are like, No, I'm not doing it. But then what I saw is literally kids losing their minds because I'm like, they are too tired. So what we ended up doing is... We would go in the morning. I would. I so we used one day to kind of get a gauge of like, okay, are they going to be able to do this? I don't really know. Um, and then when I realized I don't think so, we brought them back. And then we would go back to the park. I'm just using Disney Disney yeah. as an example. And then we would stay out later, actually later than we normally would, because I knew they got a good nap and then they would go mm-hmm. to bed. Because um, I don't want to be that mom dragging the baby who's screaming because they're overly tired. So I'm just yeah. I'm just wondering like what your thoughts are with your personality and what you've learned, um, like with that situation. Like or do you yeah. really just need to
1: Really it's do what's best for your family, fun. I guess. I don't know. Totally, totally. I mean, there's no right or wrong answer. I mean, listen, I I hate having a screaming, exhausted, overtired baby, probably just as much as you do. I mean, it happens to be that my middle child has actually surprisingly done well with naps on the go when we've had when, when we've had to um when we've had to nap her on the go. Again, it wasn't often, but I think if you have a situation like you're describing where you have to choose yeah between a no-nap situation and two monsters mm-hmm. by 4 or 5 p.m. Right. Versus you break the day up, you take a break, you go back to your hotel, your kiddos nap for a couple hours, you have some downtime. Yes, that might mean you lose out on, on mm-hmm. park time, again, using right. Disney World as an mm-hmm. example, but then the the pros outweigh the cons because then you have two, you know, sane, functioning children who can then enjoy Disney World, you know, a few hours later. So yeah, I think I think to make it work, you need to have some flexibility. And, you know, sometimes people have this image of going to Disney World and you're just there from literally 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. because, you know, you want to get your money's mm-hmm. worth. And sometimes yep. sometimes you're able to do that. We've, we've, we we've were able to do that when we went to Disney World. We were literally there the entire day. But when you don't have the option to get naps and on the go, because some kids just don't yep. nap on the go, there's too much going on. It's too hot. They're too overwhelmed. Then that That's the choice you have to make. And so if I was in your shoes, I would have done the exact same thing. Yeah, because I,
0: because, you know, for me later, I want to be having a nice dinner and not like having this child flip out because now they are extremely tired. So I I do think that's good for people to know that like you really kind of have to just decide for yourself like what you're going to do. And like you were saying before, you're setting your expectations, even just traveling in itself. Like you should always have in mind that something, Thing or some or multiple things are gonna probably go wrong. Like, right. you know, I think when you start thinking everything is going to be amazing and it's gonna go seamless. I think that's when everybody gets really upset because then you're like, wait, what? So I just think in general, the more you kind of just have lower expectations, then you'll be pleasantly surprised if everything works out.
1: <laughs> right. So Then if your flight is on time yeah. and your package doesn't get lost and your hotel room is ready for you to check in, that's a bonus. You just oh, want yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Well, I just had a client yesterday. She reached out
0: to me because... Her luggage. She didn't have the kids with her. This was a couple's trip. um, I mean, her and her husband and um, they were in Punta Cana and uh, her luggage went to Charlotte or it went to Miami. It was not the right place. And so, Uh um, you know, and she was like, I'm stuck in a line and they had private transfers waiting. And so I had a call. And so, you know, and that's even without kids. So, yes, those kind of things happen all the time and so I do think it's good like the least expectation or the lower your expectations, so that you're not getting disappointed and then when you add in kids there's just so much more that can kind of go right. wrong and so we're getting close to the end I wanted to ask you um I had saw in your notes that you recommend um renting um um, I'm totally blanking on the name, not appliances, that's um, equipment like baby and stuff wind, like that. Baby yeah, equipment. I'm curious, Like, go go over that with us a little bit on why you recommend it and what it is exactly.
1: Well, I'll tell you, I had a client recently who was freaking out, you know, a client here who's from Toronto who was um, going to be going to Miami with her family for a couple of weeks and she had a five and a half month old baby mm. who was taking a fair number of his naps in the swing and she was saying oh. to me, Eva, uh, what am I going to do? I can't bring my my Fisher-Price swing Fisher with <laughs> me on the plane. What am I going to do? Check it in? She goes, "What am I going to do?" And so I said, "Don't worry, I got you covered." And I literally just googled mm-hmm. Miami baby rental equipment. Mm. And I said, "Here you go. I can I, I Google brought me up five links for you in terms of where you can rent." And so she rented a Fisher-Price swing, which is where her baby had been napping um, at home. Um, for and was able to get this swing delivered to her, her family's condo so that her baby could continue to nap in the device that he's used to napping nice. in. So so that's kind of an example, or you know, I guess another example would be, or, I mean, this is a really common scenario that people tell me, oh, okay, my even though my my baby usually my baby sleeps the whole night in his crib, but the place where we're staying doesn't have a crib, so I guess I'll just bring my baby into my bed with me. And mm. you know, if you yeah. Totally not not talking about co-sleeping versus not co-sleeping, yeah. but if co-sleeping isn't what you want to be doing, right. then the last thing you want to be doing is creating that introducing habit. all kinds <laughs> yeah. of habits that you don't want in the long yeah, run. Exactly. Yeah exactly. So just rent a crib, you know, I'm not saying don't bring a crib with you on the plane, <laughs> rent a crib, yeah. from, you know, one of the many baby equipment rental That's, places yeah, there are such a good point so that you have all your gear with you that can make your life as easy as possible. Because, you know, the, uh, the one of the many obvious differences of traveling with a baby versus an older child is that with a baby, there's a lot of daytime sleep requirements yep. that this baby needs in order to not be fussy. I mean, you mm-hmm. talk about your kids at, Disney World needing their one oh, yeah. nap, you know this oh, is yeah. month old, it's three. It's multiple, so, right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I would just say it's it's not an extremely expense. You know, it's not a big expense. You mm-hmm. know, when you take into account everything else you're paying for when you're traveling. Sure. So just spend the extra money, and it'll make your life so much easier. I know. I think it would totally be worth that cost.
0: <laughs> I, and and yep. how what 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 amazing like. Advantages that we have living in today, because that we even have all these resources and businesses that we could have. I mean, I traveled. um, My parents uh, went overseas to England when I was two to four, and you know, my mom had to do all these things. There was no internet and all that kind of stuff, and all these businesses. And I just think that we have so many things at you know our fingertips today that can make our lives easier, and we should just take advantage of it. And when it comes to sleep, to me. I'm not going to say I'm going to pay a million dollars, but I definitely <laughs> would pay money because really for me, um, if I don't get sleep, it really just changes like the dynamics of so much stuff. And right. so I'm like, OK, that would be worth it. So I think that that is a, a wonderful tip to, you know, pass on to everybody and to kind of just be like, it's worth the extra money to do it and not try Absolutely. to figure out, like, how are you going to lug this on the airplane? Um, right,
1: right, right. Yeah. Or, or make do without it when you're right. Yeah. Just
0: make it work. Yeah. Um, okay. So Eva, we're almost at the end of the show. What advice would you give to other moms that want to get their kids back on track
1: when they get home? Don't wait. That's the biggest piece of advice. Don't wait. Get back home. Listen, if there's a time change, give yourself a couple days to readjust to local time and then get your kiddos back on whatever schedule, whatever routine you had them on before you went away on vacation because it doesn't take long for Mm. new habits to form. New Mm. habits can form in a matter of days. And if you if you ended up having to introduce all kinds of habits that you don't want in the long run, the yeah. longer they linger, the mm. the harder it's going to be for you to get rid of them. So don't wait around and hope that your child's going to magically go back to sleeping the, the way they were before. Yeah. There's a high likelihood that they won't without you intervening. So that that is my biggest piece of advice is get them back on track. <laughs> OK, that's good to know, because do you feel like s- some people just kind of
0: let it go too long and then they find themselves in a predicament that they weren't totally. anticipating.
1: Right. Where they realize, oh, my gosh, I've been home for two months mm-hmm. and my kids, oh, and it's still my kids are sleeping in my bed. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Okay. Something yeah. Something like yeah. Maybe they, Maybe, you know, you ended up in a situation where, yeah, your child did wake up in the middle of the night and you brought them into your bed because you're in a hotel <laughs> and you feel bad for everybody right. else. But right. then all of a sudden you're back at home and two months later your child is still on your bed. And if this isn't something that's working for you, yep. then remember habits can form so easily and so quickly that there's a high likelihood your child isn't just going to decide that he wants to go back into his credit. Right. This is this is where we kind of have to intervene and reintroduce some new habits um, so that you can reclaim your bed if that's something that you
0: want. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. that's perfect. Well, so before we close, I just want to let you guys know that you can find all of Eva's info on the show notes as well as her free ebook that she is going to give us a link to, which is super nice. And um, if you guys would like to get the show notes in your inbox every week, as well as deals or specials on certain programs that I love, as well as a reminder. of the most recent podcast right at your fingertips. So you don't have to go searching for it every weekend, you know, adding one more thing to your list, then make sure you go and subscribe to the Mom Inspired Show email list. Just go to mominspiredshow.com, scroll down, and you can enter your name and email and you will be all set. Eva, thank you so much for coming on the show today. This was really helpful. And I really think this is going to help a lot of moms that are doing a lot of traveling this summer.
1: Thank you so much, Amber. Yeah, I really hope that, you know, that your listeners can can be able to get something yeah. from this so that they can enjoy their vacations as much as possible and be as well rested as possible traveling with their little ones. See you next week.